All right, good morning, everybody. Let me get my sound in a better spot. Henry's gonna come in and tell me what I gotta fix. He always does. Anyway, <laughs> good morning, everybody. Sorry, running a little bit behind Nikki Burnett. And this is Safe Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com. <laughs> my sound is still off. Anyway, so we, uh, it's been three weeks, so I feel a little bit out of sorts since I've been here. Um, but it is all good. Super excited to be back. This is our fourth year. Amazing. It's so cool to... There we go. Uh, you know, something that I've stuck with for four years, which is awesome. <laughs> Nutrition and the radio show, two things I've stuck with. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, uh, where we have... Music. Oh, music. See? Always something. Where we always want to bring in the people who are here to give, to love, to serve, uh, and to and to have some freaking fun, right? I mean, that's... that's When we can, that's really what it's all about. So we've got Casey Weiss on today. She's a holistic... Nutritionist, with a certified holistic nutritionist, um, and has been doing some really cool things with with her clients. And I was really excited to have her on the show. So thank you, Casey, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited yeah. to have this conversation. I know it's so funny because it's like it feels like it's been such a long time since we talked. <laughs> I kind of yeah. <laughs> I think when we talked, also I was pregnant, and now I have like a three month old. So it's crazy. <laughs> It does. It is. It's amazing. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. But congratulations. How fun Thank is that? You. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's been a whirlwind. It's been great, though. Yeah. Is this your first? Yes, it's my first. Oh, yay. I love that so much. I love, I, I have never been pregnant myself, <laughs> but I love everything about it. I love creation. Creation is the most miraculous beautiful amazing thing um and i fell in love with it when i was in undergrad and it was with animals at the time and so i've got my master's in in reproductive physiology and animal science but it is the most beautiful thing that this gift that god gave us to create these little people it's fascinating right it really brings so much perspective like Mm -hmm. you think that you're mindful, you think that you're present, and then when you have a child, and just like interacting with children, especially it's such, I just, to be perfectly honest, I didn't have much experience interacting with like infants before. I had never changed diaper before becoming a mom. So that that gives you a little little insight there. Um, But no, it's been been incredible, and um, I know we'll get into things about nutrition and whatnot, but I just feel really grateful for everything that I had done to with, with my body during pregnancy in terms of keeping healthy, but also all the work I did previous to that in terms of my relationship with food and with my body. Now being a mom, I am just seeing more than ever how important it is that I was able to create a really solid foundation there. Oh my gosh. We're going to start in a place here in a minute where I was I didn't know we were going to go because this is, this is all the things that you're saying is like my heart. So... Um, let's do this though. Actually, you just did everything for me. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> it's really funny. So we always start the show with gratitude, right? Gratitude can change the world, and it's really what you just did. Is you, you started the show with gratitude, and I love that. Is there anything that you want to add to that? Yeah, I'm just really grateful to be in a position mm-hmm. that I am, where you know I had my own struggles and was able to turn my struggles into being able to help women around the world with what I do. Um, as I said, I'm a holistic nutritionist and I work with women around the world to help improve their relationship with food and their body and to be able to give them their nutrition principles and practices so they can feel their best selves. Yeah. And I just feel incredibly grateful to be able to do what I do. Yeah, yeah, so good, thank you for that. Um, and so for me, I think for today, um, you know, being four years in with this show um, and, and having the ability also then to take three weeks off. So what we did um, is we left for Arkansas to see my dad. So uh, my family, we went to Arkansas to see my dad for Christmas, <clears throat> which was awesome. So really grateful that we were able to do that because it was a last minute change. It was we're all going to Texas. The family's going to Texas in like two days before Nope, we're going to Arkansas. So it's really a blessing to be able to, 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 
I am comfortable with change, right? I'm comfortable with, you know, everything I do anyway is by the seat of my pants. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, we were able to do that. We were able to get a really great VRBO, a place to stay, um, really helpful people, good people we worked with. Then, though, we took a road trip. My husband and I and my three dogs took a road trip and went then. So we had stopped in Kansas, went to Arkansas, drove to Tennessee, and spent some time in Tennessee. So from the western over to the northeastern area, and then unexpectedly decided to go into North Carolina and uh, went into Asheville and spent some time around there. Oh, I love Asheville. It's gorgeous. It is. It's so great. And, you know, and again, you know, by the seat of our pants, that's not what we were going to do. And we're like, okay, well, let's go because that's where we were told was the best place to go in the the drive. And it was really, it was beautiful. And we just had a great time. It's, you know, great people, beautiful area. I want to go back when it's not winter. I mean, we wanted to go when it was yeah. winter the fall foliage in those mountains. Yeah. Mm. I would highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, um, and then we we made our way back and we were able to stop in in Kansas again. So anyway, it was a good, solid, over two weeks. I think it was you know uh, sixteen days, give or take, all together. Um, <clears throat> and we got here at ten o'clock Sunday night, and you know jumped into work on Monday morning. So it was. It was a heck of a ride, but it was really fun, and the dogs had fun. I'm sure they would have loved to run more, but we were able to get them out and get them running and, you know, open up. And so all of that to be said, I'm grateful for the ability to be able to do that because I was still able to work, although it was minimal. Um, I could have worked more, but it was, you know, I worked. I, I did what I needed to do, and we enjoyed each other, and we had some fun, and it was it was great. So, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. <clears throat> yeah, so. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just saying it's so nice to be able to have that flexibility <clears throat> yeah, um, really and to be able to be present. So yes. love that. <laughs> Agreed. So, so, so it's funny because all of the things that you said when we first started the show, the way that I typically start the show is let's hear your story. And I still want to hear your story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to talk to you like later on about your, your, your pregnancy course that you're doing. So what I've been doing also is soulful conception. And it's, it's different than what you're doing, and I want you to talk about it, um, but it is, it is all planning for pregnancy, and then, and then not beyond that point, for me anyway. Then I would refer out to somebody for all the other stuff. But it is, it's that epigenetic piece of, of planning for pregnancy, getting as healthy as you can, understanding your body, creating the healthy relationships mm-hmm. with your, your surroundings, your food, your people, all of these things that are so important to creating your genetic expression to pass on for the generations. And so yeah. it was so fun, you know, when you started it and you're, you're, you're talking about your experience with, with how you prepared your body and, and, you know, you're working with women to do the same thing and then on into the first, second, and third trimester, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think if it's okay with you, I would love to hear more about that and, and, and sort of your journey there. But then I also do want to get back to your, you know, where you came from, how it is that your journey inspired you to do what you're doing now. Because you had a difficult experience early on, right? You had some struggles, as so many of us do, which brings us to where we are today, and it's beautiful and really hard. <laughs> but um, if you're okay, you know, I know that was kind of a lot, but it yeah. all plays into each other. It does. So I can definitely, it I does. can definitely take it from here. <laughs> Perfect. So, I mean, with my story, I basically I struggled mm-hmm. with um, various EDs for almost a decade, and it started in high school. It really came from a sense of control. Now, a lot of times, you know, it's like there's people identify people having eating disorders because it seems like there's a lot of chaos and then they want to control. Well, for me, it was, I was able to control every aspect of my life. I was getting the best grades I had. I was getting school record and track. I was feeling like I could be on top of the world. So as a result, I also wanted to control food in my body. After, as I went on this trip, I saw girls um, it was a community service trip, seeing girls not finish their plate, and I started to think, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be finishing my plate of food as well. Um, and again, it, it didn't even 
originally come from me wanting to change my body. It was just kind of like seeing these changes I could make, starting to get comments about my body, and as a result, fueled in, in a negative way, led to severe restriction. But then eventually, my body could really had had enough, and hormones were all over the place, my cravings all over the place, and I was at all the struggle. I started to gain weight, a lot of inflammation, and I just really felt at war with my own body, and I just kept thinking, why can't I restrict like I once did? Mm -hmm. um, and I then went for years of yo-yoing, tried in all the diets and all the things, and it wasn't until I realized, like, uh, clearly something's gotta change because the way I am approaching this is just making me more and more miserable. And so, so can I interrupt I, you real quick? Do you mind? Yeah. Um, because yeah, I, I, I like, I like, I love clarity. Um, and you know, a lot of people are going to know this, but some people aren't. However, yeah. So when first thing you said ED, so there are so many different EDs at this point. There's erectile dysfunction, and there's endothelial dysfunction, uh -huh. and so now there's also eating disorders. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted yeah. to make sure that we're clear on that. Second thing is when you're talking about your hormones were out of whack. Right, so I think so often when we talk about hormones being out of whack, we're, we're thinking of you know estrogen and, and testosterone. And so yeah. I'm sure that that's what you were also talking about, but would you also agree, or were you also talking about um, like your your satiety hormones and your- It was your, all, it was metabolic as well, satiety so and like the, and sex hormones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I basically was put on the pill to quote, get my period. Um, and then I didn't get a real period till my mid 20s. Mm -hmm. So, that is crazy. And yes. it also goes to show when I, I started to gain um, a considerable amount of weight because of all this flux I was doing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a healthy weight gain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I needed to gain weight at some point because of the what I had put my body through. But even with that weight gain, I wasn't getting a period. Um, so that just goes to show that sometimes they're like, oh, just, just gain weight and you'll get the period. Well, no, it, it's about more. Um, so I really, though, as I said, like throughout this process, um, realized that I was just becoming more and more miserable. Not My body was still not where I wanted to be. I was never feeling normal with food. Like I couldn't go out to eat and not be so stressed. I couldn't, like every night I was thinking about what I should be eating the next day. It, it was just this constant cycle and my brain space was so occupied by food. Mm -hmm. So um, I eventually learned about intuitive eating and the practices and principles there, which people who are not familiar, intuitive eating is a practice of listening to your body, understanding your hunger and fullness cues, getting away from diet culture. And this really helped me to really make peace with food in my body. But in that process, I still didn't feel like I was my healthiest self. I, again, I still didn't have my period and I just did not feel as comfortable in my body as I wanted to. So once I then entered the world of holistic nutrition, that's when really everything changed. And I worked with a practitioner who helped to utilize principles of intuitive eating that I could listen to my body, but also giving me the education of how nutrition could really empower me and how nutrition could be a part of my life in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And from that experience, truly everything changed for me. Um, I went and got my nutrition certifications, doing years of programs there, and then eventually um, started a side business of being a nutritionist and then was able to make it my full-time job. So that though, and all that process was when I was thinking about becoming pregnant, I was so scared because I knew that even though I had done the work I didn't, I had a fear that it was going to be very difficult for me to get pregnant. Um, and I then was really proactive as a result in getting my body into a place where I, first of all, nutritionally, um, so that I could enter pregnancy feeling good in my body. Um, also for, you know, egg health and um, to have how the healthiest baby possible, and then also from hormonal health perspective. Yep. Thing though is, and, and women who are trying to conceive know this, one of the worst things um, for becoming pregnant is having stress, and the, <laughs> the stress that you have, um, you stress about getting pregnant, there's like fuels further stress. Mm -hmm. So really working on both like the mindset as well as nutrition, and that kind of goes to the root of everything I do with the women I work with and just in general what I practice and preach because 
We can know everything about nutrition, but if we don't have the right mindset practices in place, if we're not understanding the root causes of our behaviors, our habits with food, our lifestyle, we're never going to see the results that we really crave. So that kind of, in terms of the kind of summation of that, hopefully that answers um, those questions. (laughs) That's great because it's, it is a hard, it's a hard thing to understand why for, for, for a lot of people, why you feel hungry all the time and why you don't understand why you have cravings and why you Mm -hmm. don't understand why it's just habitual to go to the pantry or go to the refrigerator or if you're frustrated Mm -hmm. or sad or mad or lonely why you turn to it and I think the the thing that I like to try to explain to people and and to help people because there's there's so much guilt that comes along with that, whether it's controlling the eating or controlling the, the not eating, right? This yeah. goes both ways. And the guilt that goes along with that and the the perpetual self uh, negativity is so difficult and it's heartbreaking when I am talking with people who who are, are dealing with this and they're like, I just don't know why I'm this way. And mm-hmm. I want to always help people Take a step back for one and understand that this is rarely is it just because it's how you are, right? I mean, there are genetics that play in, in I know this because I'm one of these people, you know, genetics can play a role into having a sweet tooth. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it has to express, but mine certainly did. <laughs> and so you work on you work on it not, and so mine is much less now. But the point is, there's the, we, we, there are things that play roles. There are the hormones that get out of whack. You don't know hormones are out of whack. If there's an infection that's creating cravings, you don't know the infection's there. You just know that I can't control, and, it's, it's, and, and then, then I have to beat myself up because it's all my fault. When that's mm-hmm. not the case, so often there's so many other things. You know, the body biochemistry is so fascinating and intricate and amazing and beautiful that you know it it's it's taking and you said it a few minutes ago taking the step back and looking at the root cause is it mental and emotional root cause is it physical yeah. root cause which both then play into each other and create mental and emotional can create physical and vice versa so with all that being said um it, i think my goal really was for those who are watching or listening is just stop beating yourself up there's, there are people who know how to help you through these things, but understanding that it doesn't do any good to beat yourself up and, and act like you're the enemy of yourself or that food is the enemy when there's so many factors that play a role into everything that we're discussing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just like you brought up with the sweet tooth, I have a sweet tooth as well, but there's a difference. I used to have a sweet tooth to the point where I felt like I couldn't control it. Yes. Um, so a lot of times actually having persistent sweet tooth can be a sign of high cortisol. Um, it can also be uh, definitely a sign of improper blood sugar balance, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But then also there's an emotion, there's always emotions associated with that. Right. So sometimes I, when we're craving sweet, what we're really craving is sweetness in life. Like how do we need to create sweetness in life that we're trying to get via food? Right. Our cravings um, and their emotional root are something that we need to dive into. And a lot of times, that harder work of that emotional work, we don't want to do. We'd much rather scroll and have some Instagram tech tell us, like, you, this is what the drink to drink to, if you have sweet cravings, this is the supplement to take. Or, yes. like, this is, this is the food to eat for blood sugar balance. And, like, it's awesome that there are so many fun tips out there. But the way that we consume social media... It's all of these like hot tips, hot takes, and like we're saving all these posts. But what I say is like with nutrition, 90% of it, of what's gonna get you 90% of the results are the like, is like the unsexy foundations. Like it <laughs> is so what it is. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. getting in whole foods, having a good balance of macronutrients, blood sugar balance, and like blood sugar balancing foods, and is it such a hot topic for good reason? Mm-hmm. But there's all these things and whatever, all these tips and at the end of the day, it's pairing your foods properly so you're not having carbohydrates in isolation. Obviously, there, we can get more nuance there, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we get so into the weeds of it and get ourselves yep. so stressed mm-hmm. out, blaming ourselves, yep. ourselves, 
eating ourselves apart. We're eating, there's the nutrition foundations, and then the, honestly, a lot of times the harder work is the emotional root cause, yeah. because mm-hmm. you're, you're, what I see some people doing is they're searching for that magic answer, and the nutrition is actually not as hard as we make it out to be, but we want to keep blaming the nutrition of like, I need to do this thing, this thing, this thing. No, what you really need to do is you need to work on why is the root cause of why do you keep turning to the Ben and Jerry's at night? Why don't you have the proper boundaries? Why don't you have the other coping mechanisms? It's not a new nutrition fad diet or plan that you need. It's getting to the root of why you're turning to food in the first place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, and I think it's 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 you know it, it 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 perpetuates, especially when it comes to the social media stuff. But but you know even before that, you know years and years and years prior to that, you know I I just I think of my mom and her yo-yo dieting and what she did. But it perpetuates the the diet when we got to get away from the diet. Right. I mean, there are I fully believe in in therapeutic types of diets. There are reasons behind them. Right. Mm -hmm. But to to say, okay, January 1st, I'm going on a diet is right. It's it it is just setting us up for failure. And then there's the one that that gets me. (laughs) I can't help but to talk about a little bit. But what do you do after? So we have the whole 30. I think that the, the, you know, the idea behind it's a great idea. I think it's you yeah. know, fine. But every single time I talk to somebody, client or not, who has done the whole 30, they're like, so I finished it. Now what? <laughs> and so it's very confusing. And getting back to one of the things that you said is we have taken this beautiful, most basic thing in life, which is food. Yeah. Food is, it's, it's, yes, it's sustenance, but it's amazing and it's delicious and it's beautiful and it's from God and it's all of these amazing things that help us, mm-hmm. helps us to live these amazing big lives if we're eating the right foods. But we are so confused about what's right for me, what's wrong for me, why does this work yeah. for this person, why does it not work for me, why do I compare myself with everybody else, right, when we are all so beautifully unique in the way that we 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 present to the world the way that we we utilize our food the the deal stuff that we're dealing with and then of course the mental and emotional piece of it we're all unique there um so we can't we can't continuously compare ourselves to other people when we got our own stuff that we're working on or that we that's that's who we are right yeah 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 no absolutely and then the whole idea of the comparison too yeah. And it's so easy to do now. It's just so easy to do. We have like unlimited access to what we think we know of other people's lives mm-hmm. um, on social media, especially, right? And um, it's not serving us. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think a, a part of this and a part of the work that we need to do is editing our environments and being very cognizant of what our energy givers and energy takers. Because again, thinking like, oh, what is this girl talking about? This woo-woo stuff. No, like if you are losing, if you are letting like this girl on social media, her stories making you upset, making you constantly compare yourself, think about that energy taking, think about that negative impact that it has on you. And when you have that negative impact on yourself and you're feeling crappy about yourself, what do you often turn to? Maybe it's food, maybe it's other self-sabotaging behaviors, negative self-talk. So. It, it's so important to understand not just what's going on inside our bodies, but what's going on in our external bubble mm-hmm. and world that is then therefore impacting us um, biologically right. on an emotional level as well. Yeah, it's so true. And the thing is, when we are sitting in this constant space of negativity, then, sorry, it's a beautiful thing about having your phone, which is also your camera, is when a call comes in, it stops the yeah. camera. <laughs> anyway, um, but the constant negativity, when you're taking in negativity, you're putting out negativity, and you're going to get more negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's just, it, that's that's energy, right? And, 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 and I say this because, you know, going back to the woo-woo, it's not woo-woo because it's, it's God-created. This is, this is how it is. You know, you put out... You, you take in what you put out and it just kind of keeps going. 
which is why, you know, when I say gratitude can change the world, I, I truly believe that's the case. Because if we're in a negative state, we're not being grateful. And, mm. and, and that's very simple, right? It's very simplistic to say that. But, but being grateful puts you in that more positive state, which is why I like to start the show with that and helps us to start to um, get rid of, negate, stop the negativity cycle. So, yeah. so yeah, and, and creating an awareness around around those things, creating what is what is it that's creating the negativity in your life, and sometimes it's hard to eliminate that negativity, right? If you have a negative relationship that's creating stress and problems, which will which will manifest physically, um, mm-hmm. if you have you know a negative relationship with food, if you have you know it, you, we can go down the list of things um, that can continues to continue that cycle of negativity and we got to we've got to find the tools the people who know the tools to stop that cycle of yeah. negativity yeah and I love how you say the tools too because it's it is it's a toolkit mm-hmm. right it, mm-hmm. it's not just one thing it's or else we're playing whack-a-mole like oh I, I do this I do that whatever yeah and so we need to create the toolkit and that's a big part of the work that's really important Yes, the education piece, but it's building also like the self-coaching tools so that we can be able to be our own coaches and be able to identify our own triggers and how we can be able to be proactive Mm -hmm. and preventative for ourselves for our physical and mental health. I love that because, I mean, that's always, I think for any, for both of us, I'm sure, but anybody in our world where we are consulting coaching is the ultimate goal and I say this to my clients all the time the ultimate goal is for you to take what you and I you and I the client are working on and this is a lifetime that we're working on we are giving you tools for a lifetime we're helping you understand your body we're helping you to support your families and your kids and your grandkids for for generations not only with the tools but of course with the healthy you know epigenetic makeup right but um i want i always want people to hear me when i say that this is not for today i mean yes of course it is and today's the hard work right Mm -hmm. when we're you know six months down the road and you're like you well and then through that process the light bulbs go on and the light bulbs go on and it's my favorite part of 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 what we do is is somebody goes (laughs) Guess what? I'm like, yes! <laughs> it's so yeah, much yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, one of those light bulbs of those connections. And when you have clients who um, come back to you, message you like a year later, being like, I can't, like, I, you know, I have clients all the time. I was just one yesterday who was like, mm-hmm. I, this happened at work and it was just crazy to think about, you know, this experience and my other colleagues are viewing food in this way and I can't believe how far I've come. And and sometimes it's kind of when you release your clients, right? And they're into the world and they are they're realizing even more mm-hmm. how much they have changed. Because they're just mm-hmm. like in the weeds every day, work you know, working with you. Um, so that is such a that's such a fulfilling thing that I will again say I'm very grateful um, yeah. for. But <clears throat> it's also like having that support and guidance too, because it is really, really hard. And that was something that was really difficult for me to accept when I was on my journey, because mm-hmm. I had done so much research mm-hmm. on what I thought nutrition was, but all from a diet perspective. All right. it's how many oh, yeah. calories, you know, always on my fitness pelvis. So I thought I knew everything, I thought I knew everything about nutrition. And so I was so hesitant to accept and will seek and accept mm-hmm. help. I was so secretive about my issues. I thought like, I was so headstrong. I was like, I can figure this out myself. I'm not gonna pay anyone else. I what, like I have, I thought that was a sign of defeat. I thought that was like shameful and which couldn't have been further from the truth. And it was, wasn't until that I really sought help. Now it needed to be the right type of person, of right? Yeah. Um, that everything changed for me mm-hmm. and it, it's, that's what the, the beauty of being able to, first of all, in our world, it's amazing. We have so many practitioners who have their specialties that you can really find someone that really speaks to you. But there's so much strength in realizing what your weaknesses are oh, yeah. to then improve them. Because oh, yeah. if you just don't or aren't willing to dig deeper and be like, yeah, maybe I can improve on this. And it could be your nutrition. It could be your 
forehand in tennis, whatever it is, like you're not serving yourself, just beating yourself up, trying to fix it on your own. Like there's other people who have expertise in other areas and admitting to yourself that like, hmm, maybe I could get some guidance. That is like the ultimate form of strength and confidence in yourself that you are able to recognize where you can have improvement. I mean, that's growth mindset in a nutshell. Absolutely. And I love that you, you put it that way. And I think I think for those who, who still may not get it, you know, the, the way that I, I see it, well, because I totally agree, there's so many things that I need help with. <laughs> but as an entrepreneur, if I actually wore all the hats, and I wear a lot of damn hats, but, you know, I want to give more stuff away. But if I if I did my own bookkeeping, accounting, and and all of these other things that I, I am able to give away, I wouldn't be able to do it, and I wouldn't be able to do it well, yeah. right? There, I have my expertise, and it's certainly not bookkeeping. <laughs> I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. And so, but it doesn't help me in business if I'm not doing it. So I have to find the experts who, who love what they do because they can help me and give me guidance. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's why we each all have our expertise, is just for that reason, let me focus and focus in so I can help you here. But then we all build our teams, right? If it's your business team or your personal team or your health team or whatever it looks like for you, find the people who, they can be mentors, you may pay them, whatever, it might be family, whatever it is, but finding those people who are there, who you trust, who know have your best interest at heart and are going to guide you because like you said, that is growth, that is strength. And then you're just gonna continue to learn and you're gonna learn more and more from the experts. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And I, and I love how you say building your teams, but not, because people think teams just has to be business and it's not. Mm-hmm. As you said, your health team, your personal team. So who is in your corner to support you? Mm-hmm. and guide you yeah. and push you right like if you just have only yes people you're not mm-hmm. going to have growth no um but maybe you need yes people in a certain area of your life to give you that confidence and then you need other people that have a little bit more dose of reality i mean think about we all have those friends we have the friend that we go to when we just want to feel good about ourselves we have the friend we go to when we want like the real advice yeah right yeah, yeah, for sure absolutely <laughs> i'm always i'm for my friends i'm the one that the no bs girl they yeah. know that so they're not gonna if they if they if they're scared of what uh-huh. i'm gonna say they're not gonna uh-huh. come to me yeah no i love it and that's my clients know that too like <laughs> yeah you know whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with them because mm-hmm. uh but that's that's something that they know about me and i'm i'm i'm, a, I'm a pro, upfront about that obviously honesty yes. in a kind way yes um, with giving giving opportunity to how can we grow from here right um, but it's, it's just really important that we think about also the areas, what is most important in our life? What are the categories that are most important? And then think about, okay, we have those categories. So maybe for you, it's improving your health. Maybe it is furthering your career. Maybe it is, you know, having a closer relationship with family, what it is. Okay. So let's write down what are your priorities in life? And then I want you to then think about where are you spending the most time? Because mm-hmm. that's when we have a lot of eye openers. It's like, I say that I really want to prioritize my friendships, but I don't spend any time trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Or I say I really want to improve my physical fitness. I'm not like actually putting my, my step forward there. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe though you feel like you're at capacity. So maybe it is time to invest in a trainer. Maybe, you know, you feel like you really want to improve your nutrition you know, balance your, I hate to say balance your hormones because it's not balance, whatever, but we know. Yeah, but yeah. Balance your hormones. Maybe you want to have better energy. Maybe you want to shed that excess weight. But you realize, like, I'm not putting any energy towards meal prep. I'm not thinking about my food. I'm not working on my relationship with food. Okay, well, if you've been spinning in this for a while now, maybe it's time to invest in someone who can help to with you with those priorities and take away, clear the, clear the air, cut away the fluff and make it easier for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's that accountability. I mean, and I think, I think that all of us need it in some aspects of life. Oh yeah. Right. Because we all have, all of us have, not all of us, many of us are at capacity. (laughs) Right. And it's Generalizations are always hard. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I think that, you know, I was, I was watching something the other day 
maybe no I think it was a, I was at a, a meeting and it was a talk that they were giving I can't remember but it what it, that's what it was but it was her comment was it used to be that when when people say how are you it would be fine now there's something mm-hmm. to that in and of itself you know are you actually fine but if you're like oh, I'm fine now it's how yeah. are you and it's I'm busy that's what everybody's go-to is mm. and it's become a habit I'm busy and so yeah we're all busy but you know what what does that mean and and how can we how can we be less busy so we can give ourselves more time which yes. kind of leads me into my next question also the oh. busyness of a bad is like a badge of honor these days which is like ridiculous in of itself but Agreed. that's another topic <laughs> no so true it's so true and i've actually found i used to do the same thing and i found myself i find myself now working to not say busy because I I think everybody yeah. knows that everybody's busy but I want to let's be more authentic for one um, but you know it's it's I, I if you put that out it's again you're putting it out there let's not just not put it out there it's like I've got I, I'm I am working with lots of clients I'm having lots of fun I'm you know working on this or whatever whatever it is yes. and not just saying busy um, yeah I think what I would like to know from you, with, through your experience as well as how you work with clients, you know, we have. Um, I talk to people a lot. This is this is one of my favorite things to say because it's so true. But we have, we have this relationship with food. It might be good. It might be bad. It it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so that's you know the big overarching question is how do we how do we fix the the negative relationship, but Prior to that, what I want people to hear is what's important is we strip away all of these thoughts about our emotions around food, right? Yeah. Um, stripping away those emotions takes food back to what it is. It is what gives us life, right? Yes, there's air, there's water, but food gives us, I mean, it's why I named my company Taste Life is literally that. Um, and. If we take, if we strip it down to that piece of it and understand that the nutrients in food are what communicates with our cells and our DNA, um, yeah. it's we to the granular level here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's in my mind when I when I took that and really internalized it and understood it, that changed that in and of itself for me started changing my own relationship with food, seeing mm. it as a tool, seeing it as communication, seeing it as my body when it eats food that's good healthy clean food it's like i got this let's go i'm ready to do this if i'm eating food that is you know full of chemicals full of toxins that's not food you know these things your body is going to tell you and it's and it's going to start sending out those you know those red flags going to start sending out yes. those signals and what, are they, what is that it's pain it's inflammation it's brain fog it's anxiety it's depression it's negative self-talk it's it's disease right it's all of these things so, again, my overarching question, with all of that being said, because I, I just think it's one of my favorite things to talk about, um, <laughs> of the many things that I love to talk about, but what do you do and what did you do for yourself, what do you do for your clients, that helps them to, to sort of see that, to change their relationship with food, mm. if it is a negative relationship with food? Yeah, so first of all, I this is why I love doing private coaching or very small group coaching. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, for example, you are motivated by science because that's the way your brain works. Yeah. But that's not how everyone's right. motivated. And I had this conversation with a client two days ago about she's doing all the things with nutrition. She will do like if I, for certain foods, she'll she'll do that. She'll put that in a routine. She'll do a certain fitness thing, whatever. But the self care, the working on her her it's not necessarily her mindset work is pretty good, but it's more like the self care, winding down, working on her cortisol. She is not doing too well in that regard yeah. she's a go 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 person so we needed to reframe because she's a high achiever and is her, she's fueled and motivated by being productive so we had to reframe how you know taking that time whether it's that meditation whether it's journaling whether it's putting her legs up the wall to get activate that parasympathetic nervous system we had to reframe and i had to explain to her how those activities are productive mm-hmm. so explaining the connection of that with cortisol how that cortisol is negatively affecting her body and how therefore taking these times for breath are productive 
-hmm. So it's really understanding. We need to recognize how we are motivated. Yeah. What motivates mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. And it needs to be both meaning of intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. So extrinsic motivation is a lot of like when people are telling us that we look vibrant, that we look good, whatever, getting, but we don't want to just rely on that. We need to have more, we need to focus more on the intrinsic. So what is intrinsically, what is the deep root that allows you to feel motivated, to feel good in your own body, to feel accomplished? And that's going to be different for everyone. And we need to have it be more than just a number on a scale. Mm -hmm. We need to have it be something that's greater than that. And then be able to work with that to work on individual habits and goals for ourselves. And again, that's going to be highly individualized. Yeah. So when women come to me, and sometimes they're not, they're more hesitant to do some of the work um, in terms of whether that's the nutrition work, whether that's the mindset work, a lot of it is then kind of going back to why are you here in the first place? And how these individual practices can connect to that. Um, and then that that makes everything more purposeful and more meaningful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, and and it, it, it's, it goes back again to really working with people as the person who they are. You know, the thing that frustrates me so much about social media, which then continues to bring so much confusion about food and health and mindset and that kind of thing, is everything's so generalized down to lab numbers, right? Right. Lab ranges are, are all general lab ranges, and they're oh, certainly yeah. not optimal lab ranges. And so people all the time, you know, and sorry, it's a little of a, you know, a squirrel moment, but they're like, you know, I've, I've had my labs done, which are always super minimal, and, the, and, and you know, it, the doctor says they're all fine. I'm like, are they? And are they optimal? And did we actually look at everything that needs to be looked at, which n almost never happens? They're, they're, oh, absolutely. The difference yeah. between, like, you know, functional versus optimal okay. is huge, yeah. um, with especially the labs. But also, it's like, I, I, I find that people are either, like, so obsessed, can be, like, really obsessed with labs to the point where, Sometimes people just like want the diagnosis. For example, something that's really pop, like something happening a lot is like PCOS, and it's yeah. very legit oh, PCOS. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. at the end of the day, PCOS has such a range in terms of like it's not like oh this range of hormones means you have PCOS, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's so many different symptoms. There are so many different ranges. Whatever. So yes, the hormone panel can be, and I agree with you. Like it's not extensive enough, and so mm -hmm. people when people ask like. Rather like, why don't you ask for these things from, from your doctor? But the thing is, is that, um, or your practitioner, um, but the thing is, is that, um, yes, it's great insight, but that just like getting the diagnosis, that doesn't actually solve it. So we need to think about, take a step back here, mm -hmm. instead of getting in the weeds um, there, and focus on like, what are these foundational nutritional practices that we need to work on? Because a lot of that is going to be helpful for regardless of the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. we though are being trained in, in the, within the medical system that we have. It's like, we don't really do things until we get the diagnosis for something, and then the diagnosis, like what can we take? A lot of times it's medication. Right. And medication can play a crucial mm -hmm. role um, in, you know, obviously there's, there's so many things that, that, that human, as humans we, we work with and have to deal with. But if we really want to be truly healthy, we need to first work on the preventative care. And then, uh, you know, if we get to that point where we do have that diagnosis, how can we have the integrative care? How can we be able to work in a holistic manner mm -hmm. um, to achieve our healthiest selves and, and our goals? Yeah, we often, we look for the diagnosis and then we take it on as who we are. I'm a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. what I would want is to separate from a diagnosis because you are not your diagnosis, right? And mm -hmm. the thing, too, that a lot of people, they when they come to me, you know, I certainly, you know, we don't diagnose, but we can look at labs all the time. And it may find us and lead us to something, but I'll also say we may, this may not be what is your typical diagnosis, but there's yeah. there's certainly dysfunction we can see the dysfunction through whatever labs that we're doing. We see the dysfunction and we address the root cause of dysfunction. It doesn't have to have a pretty name or a scary name or a name. It, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's dysfunction, let's, let's get to it and start working on it. And it is lifestyle, it is mindset, it's food, it's sleep, it's stress reduction. It's, I mean, this is why we call it 
holistic or functional or you know whatever term you want to use right now because it's not about compartmentalizing you know and compartmentalizing has a place right that's how conventional medicine works it compartmentalizes people have their specialties sometimes there are times when that's what we need but the unfortunate part of that is often when we compartmentalize we're not looking at the downstream effects of what we're doing when yeah. all we're doing is looking at this one part of the body which is does not operate in a vacuum it affects everything it affects you know your ears affect your toes right i mean it's everything is fully connected and so so it's not, a, it's just not about the diagnosis. Stop, I don't want to say stop searching, just start searching for help. Start searching yeah. for understanding um, and finding people who can help you to understand. And again, going back to it, that's really what I want more than anything is for people to understand their bodies and the why behind their bodies and what, what it's, what it's, why it's working the way that it's working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, it's so funny because not, it's, not, it's not funny, but you know, when we, we want to know what's wrong with us and, mm -hmm. but it's like, there, there's no win in there because you either then get the diagnosis like, oh, I guess it's legit. Like I'm not crazy or you don't get it, but you still don't feel good. Yeah. So I also want to say though, that it's important and especially I think it's important for women because women in the medical system mm -hmm. are often not seen and heard. I mean, just knowing the studies and, and how, for example, for dosages and for medication and how most studies in the medical field are done on men and specifically white men. And so whether you know, you're a minority or a woman or both, um, how that affects, affects you and your health and your health care. Mm -hmm. um, but in addition, like it, it's just very important that you don't let other people tell you there's nothing wrong with you if you know there's something wrong with you. Yes. So seeking care that supports you mm -hmm. and is willing to listen to you is so important. Being an advocate for yourself in the system is so important because there are really great people out there to help you, but it may not be the easiest thing in finding them, but you deserve and you're worthy of yeah. finding the people that are there to listen to you and support you and get you to the health that you deserve. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because it is about, um, it's about, you know, it's about holding other other people accountable and it's about being accountable being an advocate that's what i was trying I was like where's my yeah. word um but your 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 advocate because that's i hear that constantly and I, i'm sure you hear it too but people are like nobody can figure out what's going on with me and people are you know they want to throw antidepressants at me they want to throw uh you know uh, heartburn medications at me they wouldn't throw all these things it doesn't work and i'm still feeling like trash and i don't know what to do and yeah. you know when I, it's so, so frustrating to hear people say they're, they're, they're just throwing me off, they're pushing me to the side, they're telling me that I'm depressed, they're telling me, you know, that it's all in my head, and I hear this constantly, and yeah. it's heartbreaking, and you're absolutely right. More times than not, was probably 99% of the time, it's not in your head. <laughs> I mean, we can have some mentally emotional disorders. But even if disorders, it is, that's but, legitimate too. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, find the people who are there to support you without a doubt. Yeah, it's such a great yeah. point. Um, yeah. I do want to talk about your pregnancy stuff because I, that's, oh. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, ask away. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have, I personally have, um, I, I, like I said, I fell in love with this, you know, many, many years ago. And then finally to the point to where, you know, I'm, I'm sharing my program and talking to people about, you know, the importance, the importance of preparing today, right? Because mm -hmm. I think so often, and we know things happen, it's just the way that it goes, but so often we don't think about it. We think, okay, we're just going to get together and it's going to happen and that's what happens. And so either it doesn't happen or, you know, there are these negative things that, tend, that, that can happen. And it's so important to understand that what we do prior to conception plays a huge role in conception, in pregnancy, in delivery. And for both parties, may I add, it's absolutely. not just on women. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and but then on to the the delivery itself, the health of that child during pregnancy, after birth, as it grows, and then mm. for you know what the data shows is seven generations. Seven generations is the impact that we can have if we're having if we're growing 
babies. Yeah. It's the most beautiful thing, I think, in the world to understand the impact that each individual person who is having children, you know, and couple, you can create a healthy future. Mm-hmm. It's up to me. It's up to you. It's it's fascinating. So I'll stop there. I just love it so much. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, but yeah, let's talk about what you're doing. Yeah. So I also love how you frame that. Of you get. It's like you didn't say in the outright like this, but it's like you get to be able to have that impact. Yes. And how cool is that? Yes. Versus, oh my yes. god, I have to. No, you get to. Um, so yeah, so I work with women in general who are ready to get out of the diet cycle, but they still have health and wellness goals. They want to feel normal food, stop obsessing, stop stressing, but they don't also want to like just be, oh, I don't, I don't care anymore. No, they care, but they don't know how to care in a way that allows them to still feel balanced and happy mm-hmm. and enjoy mm-hmm. their life. Mm-hmm. And so this is then, you know, as, as I then went through my pregnancy journey and I actually worked with a... Um, before, even before I got pregnant, I worked mm-hmm. with a pre and postnatal fitness specialist. Yes. And we created a course that helps you throughout your stages of pregnancy with fitness and nutrition. So that is our Bump to Baby program. And it is an incredible program that's self-paced for you and for your journey um, to be able to learn more about your body and support your body in pregnancy. And what's really interesting that I learned through the process um, with working with, because I also work with private clients who are pregnant, who are postpartum, and obviously those goals shift, but they all have the same overarching um, overarching needs. Obviously, nourish our body and feel our best. The thing is, is that there's a lot of focus on the health of the baby, but not the health of the mother necessarily mm-hmm. during pregnancy, especially when it comes to you know, there's a lot of emphasis on breastfeeding, which is great, obviously supporting mm-hmm. nutrition for your baby, but there's not, like, they don't focus on what are you eating during those 10 months mm-hmm. and how is that affecting your baby? Mm-hmm. Not in, in the traditional medical system, I remember getting a pamphlet um, from an old OBGYN when I got pregnant and it was like, don't have high fat dairy because that has too much calories. Like that was the nutrition advice. And, and they, like, and they knew I was a nutritionist and they're like, actually, um, we may need to update this. Like, let, like maybe we could ask you to help, help us. <laughs> I was like, honestly, I should. Um, but anyways, and this was like a, a practice in San Francisco, whatever. I, I ended up switching to different place anyway. Um, with a with midwife with a midwife and mm-hmm. um, OBGYN yeah. team, which was really fit, fit for my um, personal needs and goals. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, anyways, it's really important that and and I had honestly like an incredible recovery postpartum and and. It has to do with the fact of how it took care of my, my body during yeah. during pregnancy. And yeah. I obviously understand there's certain extenuating circumstances mm-hmm. with certain women. And I don't mean to say, like, you didn't treat your body well. And that's why. Because mm-hmm. absolutely not. Please do not mm-hmm. take that yeah. from this yeah. conversation. But you can set yourself up in a, in a much better way by how you treat your body during pregnancy. And that's going to help you, your mental health, your physical health, your baby's mental and physical health, your partner, you know, mental and physical health as well. Mm-hmm. And if we aren't taking care of ourselves properly during pregnancy, how are we going to feel like up to the task to be parents? It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just think about even how I worked on my proper core strength and my nutrition during pregnancy and thinking about like how like lifting my child like just in and out of the crib these like simple things or having the energy to be able to go get through those you know early morning or middle of the night breastfeeding sessions I mean obviously it was tired especially to start out but I still at least knew the nutrition that wasn't going to make me feel even more tired um and so we are you know there there's also I I will say and just from a, a mental perspective you know, there's so much attention to you in general when you're pregnant and it's fun and everyone's like, you know, it's all this attention. And then and flip of a switch, it's not about you, it's about your baby, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Like, well, obviously we want there for the baby, but it's like, you need to be prepared for that because yeah. the world is goes from switch like, oh, you're pregnant, like, how many weeks are you, whatever, to your baby and nothing about you. Yeah. And you, you need to be, as I said, like physically, emotionally, <laughs> mentally prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And so being able to provide women with the resources so that they can put their their body in the best place is so key and it's something that is like it's all that's really the focus is 
on like, oh, you're pregnant, like eat whatever you want, which of course we want to be able to have enough food freedom and be able to enjoy treats and whatnot. And that's an important part of being able to have an experience. But first of all, you shouldn't just be getting your emotional, as we talked about earlier, your emotional sweetness in life just from food. Um, you, we want to make sure that you're having better coping mechanisms so that when you are like working on your overall health that you don't feel like food is the only thing um, that is going to make you feel better. But then also, we want to prevent this whole idea of this bounce back culture that's really freaking toxic. This idea that in X amount of weeks or X amount of months, this is when your body should look like it's of your weight on the scale. Like, no, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. um, so we need to find this like medium, right? And that's what I feel so missing. We need to have this bounce back a toxic culture that's not good for your mental, physical, overall health, isn't going to set you up. Also, is if you want to get pregnant again, is not going to set you up well yeah. um, for that in the future, but also just in general, your mm -hmm. hormones, longevity, your energy, it's not yeah. going to set you up well. Yeah. But then also, we don't want to get into the place where, I guess I'm a mom now, I guess I just don't have to, just don't care about my body, I guess it's just about my kid, and I'm just going to resort to feeling like crap for the rest of my life mm -hmm. because it's just about my kid. No, there's a middle ground here. Yeah. And it, the middle ground looks different for everyone. And so, you know, this program helps support people, but also in terms of with my private coaching, what I do on an individual level to customize programs to support women, because we're just so lacking in that support and that guidance yeah. that is going to be beneficial. You know, as I said, like it's either so much the focus is either just you or just your baby. And we really need to find a, an approach, um, which is what I provide to integrate the two. Yeah. I love that so much, and you know, it, it, it is when, I was trying to think of what it, you said, you were talking about how I'm just going to continue to feel like crap because now it's all about the baby. Well, yeah. how, you know, we have, to, we have to focus on ourselves in order to take care of the family. Yes. There has to, I mean, we can't, we can't forget that. I can't forget about me because if I can't do my part, then it, it puts a burden on everybody else. Right, and I have to be able to take care of the kids or the family or the whatever for me. It's the dogs and the husband. Um, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but so it's it's so important, and you want to feel good because it goes back to you know how I always start the show. We have so much to do in this big beautiful life. We got to feel good to do it, um, and that that takes yes. focus on me. Right, so important. And earlier you had said you had said that you weren't. Um, you, you know, it, which is a good thing, but you had said you're not laying blame on anybody when it comes to, you know, some of these negative outcomes that can happen. The way that I view it is is taking the power back. You know, we, we, Absolutely. we what I see so often in, in any type of client is they feel like their power has been taken away. The medical system is taken away. The diagnosis is taken away. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, you know, do this. And, you know, it is taking responsibility and taking accountability to do the things that we can do to best prep for health, prep for pregnancy, prep for birth, prep for the future. These are the things that give us power and it's mm -hmm. beautiful and it's knowledge is power, right? So mm -hmm. understanding your health, understanding your labs, um, doing the labs, you know, that's power. Even if it's scary, Absolutely. you know, things can come back like, holy smokes. It's still power because now you know what to do, or now you know how to find somebody who can help you with it. So that's that's what I want people to hear is you have the power, I have the power, we have the power in so many more ways than I think many of us believe, right? There are certainly some things that are out of our control without a doubt, but we have an amazing amount of power and that's, that's what I want people to take away is just know that. Yeah, and yeah, take be empowered with your choices. Yes. Um, and you don't have to know everything to be empowered. That's part of like part of that power. It's like mm -hmm. I rec as you kind of talked about earlier, recognizing where you have your gaps and that yeah. you have the power to mm -hmm. fill them. Yeah. Whether that's educating yourself, whether that's hiring, you know, like there's many options for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as always, this always goes way faster than I want it to. But <laughs> <laughs> I know I just looked and I realized it is two minutes past the hour. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. All good. It's a beautiful thing about internet radio. We can kind of make it make it what we want. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it, love it. But I'm super grateful for you coming on. This has been a really fun, uh, interesting, and fascinating conversation. I love it. I love what you're doing. Of course. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So tell everybody where they can find you. 
Absolutely. So I'd say the place I'm most active in terms of uh, social media would be Instagram. So definitely check me out. I'm your case for wellness on Instagram and send me a, send me a DM. Would love to chat. Um, you can also, I don't know if we have like show notes here or you can um, message me, but I can give your audience um, a nutrition bundle, which has my a video of my top nutrition tips and my stop overeating workbook, which can be really helpful. Love it. And yeah, I'm currently, I got back from maternity leave, so I'm currently actually accepting new um, new clients. So if you're interested in that, you can send me a message, but also just so happy to connect in any way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the beautiful thing about people like, like, like you and this world is, I think our ultimate goal is just to be a resource and to be uh, absolutely guide in any way that we can. So, um, so that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course. I'm Nikki Burnett. We are Taste Life Nutrition Radio and Podcast, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, um, the number one internet radio station, I think, in all the world. Um, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll just take it. <laughs> I actually think we're number three, but we'll take number one. Uh, yeah. I think so. But uh, anyway, so you find us here every Thursday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Um, and, uh, you know, join us. And, you know, I, I will put out there again for those who are interested, uh, Soulful Conception is, is my heart, right? This is, this is really giving people the power and awareness around, you know, what they can do to provide their body's health prior to pregnancy, prior to conception. You know, let's, let's, not, let's do our best to not have to deal with the struggle that can happen prior to conception, right, or during conception. Let's, let's just try to mitigate that to the best of our ability, and we can. I think the stat is five, what is it, five lifestyle changes can increase chances of conception like by 80%. I mean, it's, it's huge. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the beautiful thing about it, but I also truly believe in the power that we have to create health for the future, and I think it's, it's, it's why I'm here, right? So um, anyway, yeah, Taste Life Nutrition is the website. It's everywhere, the, all, of the, all of the stuff, all the social media. So reach out if you have questions. I also am here to be a resource. Um, I have a free assessment on the website that you can reach out to me and uh, we'll chat with you about it and we'll see what we can do to help. Or if I need to refer you to someone, I have lots of great people who I can refer <laughs> to. So anyway, um, thank you everybody. See us again here in a week. Thank you, Casey. This was really thank so you fun. Thank you for having appreciate me. Okay. Appreciate you. Bye. Feel free to stay on with me if you have a second. Okay. One second.